Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Welcome back to the Junkies on 106.7 The Fan. It's a Friday. You're hearing Billy Joel. That means John Feinstein is joining us, best-selling author and Washington Post columnist. He's brought to you by Golfdom. Their only location is in Tyson's Corner. Visit them today to experience the best that golf has to offer. Golfdom, live the game. Hmm. Good morning, John. John. Morning, fellas. How are you? I'm doing good. So, you know, it's funny. The OJ thing came down yesterday, and, I, like, Dukes called me, and, you know, I understood it was a big topic yesterday because it was happening live. And they said, well, how much do you think you guys will talk about tomorrow? I said, honestly, probably about five minutes. I said, Jason doesn't care. I'm sure Cakes doesn't care. JP's on, you know, vacation. And then here we've done, like, two, three segments on it. People I'm, are calling in. They're bitter at us. There are still people out there that think he didn't commit the murders. Which I didn't even oh, think there are a lot possible. of people out there who think he didn't commit the murders. I, I, one of my more vivid memories was uh, when the when the trial was going on. Uh, I was working on my book on the Army Navy rivalry, uh, a civil war. And the day the verdict came down, I was at West Point, and I was interviewing a bunch of uh, Army football players during that day, probably seven or eight of them, uh, and. It was amazing. All the white guys on the team were mm-hmm. outraged by the verdict, and the black guys were happy. Yep. And, and I remember one of them saying to me, I'm not sure if he was guilty or not, but I, I just can't stand the way the L.A. police handled this. I, they, they felt it was that, that they were racists. Mm-hmm. And so it was, it was absolutely racially dividing, the of verdict course. itself. I'm sure you guys remember of that course, from 22 years ago. And, you know, it comes back up in the news. And, of course, his guilt or innocence was irrelevant to the parole hearing yesterday because it was on a completely different issue. Um, but there are still people who feel uh, that he literally got away with murder, uh, even though, you know, the civil trial found him responsible for the, mm-hmm. for the two deaths. And he owes uh, the families a lot of money. Um, but but there are also people who absolutely feel that uh, the way the L.A. police handled it, whether he was not guilty, uh, which is different than being innocent mm-hmm. uh, or not, uh, they were happy with the verdict. And I'm, I'm not surprised to hear what you guys are telling me, actually. Yeah, I mean, we just took two calls. I'm kind of surprised by it. I thought like my buddy Horsey and maybe uh, like three random other people. We're the only ones that were steadfast, but you know, whatever. But it's one thing to—it's it it one thing to to be upset at how the the police handle it and how the the prosecution botched every at every turn, and um, you know. But if you just ask yourself, you know, if you're just sitting in, in alone in your in a room, just ask yourself, did he do it? I mean, you have to say yes if you paid attention to the evidence at all. No, but some people. Well, just I, to I would agree with that. Um, I, I thought he was guilty. Uh, I was stunned by the verdict, although, as you correctly point out, Jason, the the prosecution could not have... If the prosecution was trying to lose the case, I don't think they could have done a worse job uh, than they did, uh, Darden and Marsha Clark. Mm -hmm. But it it was a polarizing uh, event in our lives, and and there there are certain things that, that are polarizing events that people, you know, when it comes up, remain emotional about, 
And uh, this was clearly one of them. I, it's amazing when you think about it, how vividly we all remember um, the, the weeks of that trial and, and, and how the names of the people involved just pop into our mind right away. And we think about right. Johnny Cochran and the glove. And uh, it, it, it was, it was you know, I wrote a, a, a sports minute for this morning in which, because yesterday was also the 48th anniversary of man landing on the moon. And to me, that was the perhaps the seminal moment in my lifetime uh, when that occurred. I still remember that day and that night, um, sitting around with my family, watching this in awe. And it, 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 there's such a contrast there to how we all felt watching that and the pride we all felt uh, as Americans that President Kennedy had said, we'll go to the moon uh, by the end of this decade. And we did. And we beat the Russians, which was a big deal. Uh, back back then, the same way it was a big deal when we beat him in hockey 11 years later in a different context. Um, and now the way uh, stories like OJ, and, and as you said, uh, one of the reasons for the attention was because it, it got live coverage. I mean, can you imagine 20 years ago a parole hearing getting live coverage? Mm-hmm. And now everything's on TV. Everything's right there. Right. Um, and so it's a different world that we live in now. It really about, is. How about this guy on the parole board wearing a Chiefs tie? I mean, my God, they should fire that guy right on the spot. He's doing shtick in the middle of a serious hearing. I don't get well, it. Well, and but but it, 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 I didn't watch it. I mean, yeah, okay. <laughs> I, I wouldn't have watched it if if somebody had turned it on for me. Um, but uh, I I heard that that uh, you know they were talking about the prison guards uh, right. calling him by his name in in the Naked Gun movies, and and then he did a little bit of shtick afterwards when he said. You know, I've never, I've never been involved in much controversy in my life. I, He's lived a I, mean, I don't get the whole life. thing, frankly. But remember, remember the Barry Bonds uh, uh, trial or hearing when the judge asked Barry Bonds for autographs. Right. Yeah, I do remember. I mean, that. Com- yeah. stuff like this goes on, unfortunately. I mean, it, I just, it just became a comedy show. For me, I've tried to explain this, and Chad asked me this yesterday. Why do <clears> we still have this fascination? And for me, it's just that it's not very often that you see someone who so clearly got away with double murder, right? And is able to live such a still somewhat of a glamorous publicized life. And then is, well, it's not glamorous at all. I asked Valdez, think of someone else where this in a similar instance. And he brought up Casey Anthony and that's a great one. This woman mm-hmm. got away with killing her own child. And yeah, it's just outrageous. Did. But there wasn't as much. But, but the difference is the difference is that, that OJ was an iconic figure in Absolutely. our society. Yeah, There's yeah. no doubt. I mean, he was, he was a, a hall of fame football player. He broke the rushing record. He was the first guy to rush for 2000 yards. He was a, he became a he had a second act afterwards you know when when in in movies and doing the Hertz commercials I I was uh, at, at the U.S. Open the day of the famous uh, car chase and that was the day Arnold Palmer played his last round at the U.S. Open and one of the few questions he was able to answer without breaking down was when they said are you aware of what's going on with OJ because remember they issued the warrant for his arrest and that's when he took off. And he said, oh, I, I can't believe O.J. would be involved in anything like this. He's such a wonderful guy. and blah, Because he, he had worked with him on the Hertz commercials. And he hosted Saturday Night Live. I mean, he was a big, big deal. And he was also one of the first African-American athletes before Michael Jordan who, who, who uh, transcended race. Mm-hmm. Nobody thought of O.J. Simpson as a, as a famous black person. They thought of him as a famous person, period. Right. And then he had this extraordinary fall so fast and so hard um, that even though he was found not guilty, as you guys said, most, I think most people think he was guilty, and he became a punchline. You know, I still remember, it was David Letterman who first said that, 
you know, OJ was going to conduct a nationwide search for the for the real killer, and he'd been about half the golf courses in America looking for him mm-hmm. for the killer, alleged killer. Um, so, it, it, you know, when Tiger Woods had his fall, it was in a completely different way, obviously. But I was trying to think of an iconic athlete who had had a fall from grace that was greater than Tiger Woods' fall from grace, and the only person I could come up with was OJ. Right. Yeah, I mean, right. it's just fascinating. And, and – you know, it doesn't affect us personally. Obviously, we can be angry about it, and we can talk about it and debate it. But just imagine how the Goldmans and the Browns feel on a day like this. I mean, well, puts- yeah, and and that, and that that's that's a scar that never goes away. Obviously, and and um, you know, they were probably thrilled when when he went to jail. I mean, he did spend almost nine years in jail, um, which isn't enough for murder, um, but. He did spend almost nine years in jail, and I'm sure that that took a little sting out for the Goldmans and the Browns. And he also still owes the families a lot of money. Yep. And Rory just missed another putt. Yeah, he, he did. did. Yep. Yeah. All right. So let's talk about the Open. I'm glad uh, you're watching it as we're we're, we're talking here. Uh, a lot <laughs> of big names. Thing. A lot of Americans. At one point this morning, yeah. there were the top seven. I think were Americans. Seven out of eight. Well, I told Eric yesterday, and he, I think he made the same point. If, when Jordan Spieth is putting, and he did this, you know, twice in 2015 when he won those majors. When he's putting. This way, even if his driver's a little wayward and, and you know his iron play isn't great, um, when Watch he's put, when he's putting this way, he's almost unbeatable. Well, he, he, when he when he's good, he's better than anybody in the world. That's why I I I, I think I, I know I talked to you guys about this at some point two years ago when he was so dominant, and you were hearing people say, "Well, you know, he doesn't do anything great." Well, there were two things he there are two things he does great when he's at his best. Number one is, as you said, Jason, he's the best putter in the world. And number two, he's got the best mental game in the world. He, he's, he's just so smart and he, he, he's mature and he knows how to handle himself on the golf course. And, you know, we'll see how he does. The conditions are obviously a lot tougher today. And if he starts whacking it all over the place, he's going to struggle like anybody else who's, who can't keep it in the fairways there. But he, when he gets confident, as with any golfer, but even more so with a great player, um, he is really tough to beat. Remember, he almost won the, 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 the British two years ago at St. Andrews, and right. somebody can slap me on the wrist for calling it the British, um, was one shot out of the playoff and actually had the lead on the back nine at St. Andrews. So he can play over here. There's no over there. There's no question about that. And the other thing about Americans is, for some reason, other than Padraig Harrington nine years ago, Americans have dominated at Birkdale. I mean, Palmer won there, Trevino won there, Watson won there, Marco Miro won there, um, most of it, uh, Johnny Miller won there. So a lot of great American players have won at Birkdale. I don't know whether it's a fluke or whether it's something about the way the golf course plays. Hmm. I, you know, by the way, Phil is five over today. Yeah, He's yeah. Like, Phil, I guess he misses bones. I'm I'm really surprised <laughs> by that. Why? No one knows. I'm surprised, I too, because he's rested. And usually when he's rested, he plays well. Yeah. Did you ever hear anything about that? I know a lot of people that cover the tour and are intimately involved with people on tour, and it just we just can't really find out what the real story is on that. There, there's no real story, actually. I mean, uh, part of it was just that 25 years, you know, it's like marriage. Uh, you start to notice every the, the little flaws that, that didn't bother you earlier in the relationship. But I, I, I Bones always wanted to try TV. I mean, he's a very... Smart guy. He, he he obviously knows the game. He knows the players. He should be good. The only problem Bones may have doing TV is that he can't. You can't go off the record on TV. Mm. 
And mm-hmm. I've known Jim for 25 years, and he's, he, he's one of those guys, Jim, how's it going this morning? He'll look around and go off the record, and then he'll give you a great answer. You can't do that on TV. Um, but I, I think he'll be very good. And I think he got to a point, honestly, where he'd made enough money working for Phil that he could, he could, he could choose to do something else. And I, I, I have no inside information on this, but I, I would bet a lot of money that he was at the very least in serious discussions with Golf Channel before they made the announcement that they were going to split. Hmm. Oh, I'm sure. That yeah, he I'm knew sure. just where he was going. I'm sure. Um, all right, I'm just looking at some of the other names. I'll tell you who I'm rooting for, and I'm, maybe a lot of people are, maybe they're not. I'd like to see Cooch finally break through. I would love to see Cooch win. Cooch is one of my favorite guys out there. Um, he, he is, as Zach Johnson says, he is about 180 degrees different in private than he is in public. In public, he's you know the really nice guy, big mm-hmm. smile on his face. He is a smart ass like you wouldn't believe. Hmm. I mean, he is really, really funny, um, and 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 is the guy. He's the guy who puts naked pictures in guys' lockers when he knows the guy's going to be walking a bunch of sponsors through the oh, locker room. That's EB's guy. That's EB would get yeah. along perfectly. I mean, that, he, he and um, you know some of the stuff that happened. Uh, one of the stories in 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 the in the in the first major that I tell is. Um, at Michael Phelps came in to speak to the Ryder Cup team on Tuesday, and he did his usual thing about representing your country and how cool it is and how much he loves swimming relays because you were part of a team like you are on the, with the Ryder Cup. And when he was done, Kuchar stood up and he said, you know, Michael, you and I are the only ones in this room who know, know what it feels like to win an Olympic medal because he won the bronze in, in Rio. And he, said, and he takes out the medal out of his pocket and puts it around his neck and walks up next to Phelps and says, maybe you and I can give the guys some kind of an idea of what it feels like to be a medalist in the Olympics. And I think that would be kind of cool. And Brant Snedeker yells out, hey, Michael, where are your bronze medals? Because he's got two among his 22 medals. And Phelps says, I have no idea. (laughs) And they completely shut Kuchar down, which was very, very rare. But you made a good point about the conditions just watching – you know, live coverage. The conditions are. Oh, it's a different golf course. They were. They seem like they're worsening. And then, you know, obviously, Spieth hasn't teed it yet. Kepka hasn't teed it. Justin Thomas hasn't played yet. So it's going to affect those guys big time. Yeah, there's no doubt. And and uh, the thing about Lynx golf is, if uh, regardless of which golf course it is, if you don't get weather, the golf courses are pretty helpless, as we saw yesterday. Um, and and if you get uh, hot, dry weather, which you can occasionally get in England and Scotland, uh, you're going to get very low scores. But it looks like the wind is up and uh, the golf course is going to play a lot tougher today. The fact that five under is still the lead is kind of a clue to that. Because remember, it's 115 over there, so the morning wave is just about done. Mm-hmm. That's true. All right, well, enjoy the coverage today. Have a great weekend, All right, John. Fellas. All right, thank All right, you, you too. Talk yep. to you next week. We will right. talk to you next Bye. week, sir. Yeah, I mean, the gusts are at 20, 20 miles an hour. Crosswinds, too. And that part three that Rory just played, I mean, he just had no shot at hitting the green. Line. I like playing golf on easy courses with no wind, with it being like 72 degrees and sunny. I need optimal conditions. Can't play in wind and rain, well, God you'll, forbid. You'll probably play that sometime in, I don't know, like late September. Hey, this yeah. is, this this is, is not, not going to be 72 no. until then. This is not Eastern time, is it? Like, what time does Jordan tee off? It says 2.48. That's local time. That's, That's their local time. time. So what time is that for us? It's like 9.48. 9.48. Okay. They're and five then, hours uh, and So then Kepka a little after that. Yes. So guys that get off work at 10 a.m., we're going to be able to watch most of the round. 
Yeah, yeah the, I don't those know who guys. Gets off at 10. Who gets off at 10 a.m. on gets, a Friday? Yeah, who only works till 10? Grueling four-hour day. Yeah, man. those guys are lucky. Hell yeah, we are. Whoever the, those guys are certainly lucky. They weren't man. saying we were lucky when the alarm went off at 410. That's a very good point as well. <laughs> I want to find that person. When we come back, we will dive into the EP with oh, we are? EB. Nice. And I'm guessing the lead story is about Chester Bennington. We'll get to that more next. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. 